Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by MSU Bobcat head football coach Brent Vegan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good, good. So I just want to start this out by, you know, what got you into coaching? Well, I'm the son of a high school football or former high school football coach, retired high school football coach. And, you know, from whenever I far back as I can remember, um, you know, my fall days, especially leading up to uh, when we started school, we're out at the practice field, um, you know, on the sidelines for for his team's games. Um, so, you know, my love for sports goes back to that. My dad also coached basketball and some some baseball. Uh, so it you know, it really was about all, all three of the sports growing up. And then I, I went to college at NDSU and played football. And that's where, you know, ultimately, I think through the mid, mid, mid part of my uh, career there, I decided that I want to be a college coach and, you know, been pretty fortunate since then. Oh, that's awesome. So what drew you to MSU for the head coaching job when you took that job this last year? Well, anyway, that's a great question. I, we had played out here while I was at NDSU a couple times, um, 05 in the regular season and 2010 in the playoffs. So both those games coming here to Bozeman left an impression on the the support here for sure. Um, and then the next, you know, beyond 2010, so 11, 12, 13, I, my last three years at NDSU, you know, Montana State had really good teams and, and we were a game or two maybe away from playing them in the playoffs each one of those years, I, I think. And, you know, I, you could just see that, you know, this place, you know, had the, had the makings of, um, you know, potential greatness. And then, you know, fast forward, I'm at Wyoming seven years and having moved to this part of the country, um, one state down, I guess, my family and I really, you know, grew appreciation for being out West, um, uh, you know, being in the mountains. So, you know, the potential of what I saw MSU and, and what could be done here and what was being done, quite frankly, and, and uh, you know, just living in this part of country and getting that opportunity to become a head coach at a premier FCS program, it all kind of tied together for me. For sure. Well, you had a super successful year last year. So what were your takeaways from last year and what do you hope to achieve this year? Well, uh, I think going into the year, I think we felt like we had a team um, that ultimately could do the things we did, um, you know, whether we would or not, you know, that obviously had to play out. And, you know, what I what I appreciate about that that bunch is they had been through a lot. They had, uh, you know, had um, increased success, you know, going back 18, 19, uh, making the semifinals in 19, I think had high expectations, obviously, for 2020. You know, nothing happened for them on the field in 2020 and ultimately wasn't going to happen in the spring of 21. Then they endure a coaching change. And that's, you know, all be that being said, the, the what we all went through with with COVID and, you know, it's for, for them to um, accept our, our new coaching staff, I, I think, uh, accept, accept a different way of doing things and really adjust 
respect. And I think, you know, coaches and players alike um, grew to know one another um, quite a bit in those first several months. And, you know, as, as we got into the season, I think we started believing more and more that we could achieve um, great things. And, you know, we, we put ourselves in position when we made the playoffs to make the run we did. And, um, you know, you know, thinking back about that run and, and going down to Sam Houston and, you know, knocking off the defending champs and then getting that opportunity to come back home and, um, you know, play a really good South Dakota state team here at home, middle of December packed stadium with a, you know, an opportunity to go to the national championship was, and that's a game that ranks right up there for me, for sure. In my career. And, you know, obviously getting an opportunity to play in that championship game, um, you know, we took another step and, and mm-hmm. you know, I think the thing with it, our guys, uh, we didn't play real well that day. Um, credit to North Dakota state, obviously, but we walked away and I think proud of what we accomplished last year, but, but not satisfied whatsoever, you know, so right back to work and, you know, you wish the the seniors well and all that, but right back to work, a new team, what do we need to do to, you know, uh, take it a step further, I guess, you know, and I think that's what our guys have been all about and, we got a ways to go yet, but I, I really appreciated, you know, our guys' efforts going back to January uh, to this point now. That's awesome to hear. So, you know, you talked about that team last year in the playoff run, and Tommy Malott really, for us fans, kind of came out of nowhere and did extremely well in the playoffs. But how neat for you as his coach was it to see his rise to stardom as the starting quarterback? Oh, beyond neat, it was pretty important. Um, we needed him to do the things he did. No, I, I think – you know, when you, when you coach, you want guys that, um, are selfless. You want guys that, uh, that want to, um, keep improving and become their very best. So, you know, what, what Tommy did through the course of our regular season, um, he did anything we asked, uh, as far as game days, uh, he, he played some receiver, he played some quarterback, he played on special teams. He had the block, he had the catch, he had the tackle, um, and then he got to throw the ball just a few times. Um, but but in the uh, in the dark, so to speak, he kept improving his ability to throw the football. Um, and you could see that through the course of, uh, you know, those 12 weeks, you know, the 11 games plus the bye week. So there was a sense of comfort in, in knowing that uh, obviously, he, you know, he can rely on his athleticism. We'd seen some of that during the course of the regular season, but he had come along as a passer that uh, it had didn't have to just be about him just running around and making plays. So, you know, um, to have, oh, the confidence that he had in himself um, with along with the humility that he, he possesses was something. And then I think our guys rallying around him was as neat as anything. You know, I think we went through a couple of practices that bye week and, it was Thanksgiving. We had that day off, and I think all our guys were full steam ahead. They knew that uh, hey, Tommy's you know our quarterback now, and and he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna do everything he can to a lot, uh, help us win football games. He he definitely did a lot, and uh, kind of captured the heart of all Bobcat fans with that run for sure. No question, <laughs> for sure. So last year, you know, a lot of players were subbed out, especially on the D line and O line. So is that kind of a philosophy you think you'll keep going or keep doing? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's one of those things. You don't just do it because you want to do it or have to do it. You do it because guys have earned those opportunities. You know, I, I think, uh, 
in the D line. Yeah, we would like to target playing eight plus guys. So two per our four spots last year, it ended up, we kind of played 10 and then you throw Kyle Rigg into that mix. That was 11 um, on the offensive line. You know, ultimately I'd say we played and we played 10 over the course of the year, but from a rotational perspective, um, you know, we, we probably didn't rotate more than one per any particular game. Um, I We would like that to be a situation where we have eight, nine guys that have earned that right to be on the field as we get going. And, you know, what that does for you, I think it, um, it obviously gives your, you know, on defense, it gave Daniel Hardy, Chase Benson, Amandre mm-hmm. Williams, um, you know, a few t- a few series off or plays off here and there. So come the fourth quarter, they they were that much more ready to go. Um, I think offensively, you know what it does, it it can do that same same thing, but it just it builds that continuity amongst a bigger group. So if you do have a guy that has to miss a game, plugging and playing the next guy is is less complicated. And then I think from one year to the next, what it does, I, I know we're sitting here, we lost. Uh, you know, we lost four guys that played significantly in the D line, um, two all American types. Amandre wasn't that far off. And you know what? We feel like we can, we can put the next guys in because they have shown it on the game field. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, offensively you lose a, an all American in in Lewis kid and an all conference and player in Taylor Tuasosopa. But, you know, we feel like we can move forward because other guys have been on the field. Um, so, yeah, I think it's part philosophy, but part hopefully you have a deep enough unit where guys have just earned that right to get on the field. For sure. And it, like you said, I mean, then it does kind of lessen the blow when a senior does graduate that's really good. Yeah. And then you're like, well, we have these guys that have played at least. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, last year's defense was shut down all across the board from, you know, the D line to the linebackers. And then the secondary was good and shut down most of the year. What do you expect them to be? Because there's going to be a lot of returners in that secondary. Yeah, you know, we went into last year with a, a fairly inexperienced uh, secondary, but a really we felt really talented group. And, you know, I, I think now we have um, the good fortune. I think we have a pretty experienced group and a very talented group. And, and so what it creates is um, it, it creates competition. You know, I, any one of our spots right now, um, I think there's competition for it. You have guys like Ty Akata and Jeffrey Manning, Simeon Woodard, probably those three in particular. They're they're pretty well entrenched, but I think they still feel guys pushing them um, on a daily basis. And you know, and it, it, we have guys that, that we we've kind of w- rolled with five guys um, in any, any particular game. We rolled that cornerback a little bit more, but I think about our safeties. It was primarily Ty and Jeff and. Trey Webb, Rylan Ort was kind of the, the catch-all backup at all three of those spots. Um, so we lose one of them in Trey. And um, but the exciting thing is Lavelle Price is is really continued to come along. Tyson Pottinger is a young guy that uh was on the verge of playing last year. We brought in Reddy Short, who's a uh one-year transfer from Arizona, strong safety. Um, you know, and in in those guys are are pushing Kendrick Bailey's a guy that, that, that hasn't played Aiden parks. I mean, that, so that list of guys in, in the, the three, three spots, I think it's interesting. It'll be interesting how it plays that plays out. And, you know, at the corner position, um, a lot of experience, James Campbell had some really good games early in the year before he got hurt. We returned Tyrell Thomas off of a, a year where he was mostly out hardly in, um, Devin Davis is a young guy that hasn't played much, but he has really come along. 
Um, so that's just to name a name a few. I know uh, Miles Jackson's another guy, certainly in the mix at uh, either nickel or corner. So I just rattle off a lot of guys for we got to throw five guys out there at a time, you know, <laughs> and, and we'll do that. And a lot of those guys will make uh, an impression on special teams as well. But um, feel really good about the secondary, and they got two new coaches in. You know, Willie Matt Garza, our defensive coordinator, and Brian Shepard, our new corners coach, working with them. And I feel good about the direction that's all heading right now. Awesome. Well, that answer kind of gave me two backup questions that I want to ask you. So one is, you know, Bobcats have one of the best punters and kickers in the big sky. So what advantage does that give you on a Saturday? Well, I, I think I think it's a sense of comfort because the kicking game is so important uh it's so impactful and just the ebbs and flows of a game um and the fact that both Bryce and uh Blake were freshmen last year uh, and then you throw Tommy Sullivan another freshman there's going to be sophomores it does give you um reason to think hey they were solid as freshmen if not you know spectacular at times they can become that much better and mm -hmm. they're really pushing each other and you know, if you can change the field in the punting game, um, that's such a huge advantage. And I think Bryce will continue to to grow there. And and Blake um, kicked the ball off very well last year and put the ball in the end zone um, a great amount of times. And that kind of eliminates that return game the other way. And then on the field goal side, he was uh, very productive. So, you know, um, it's important here that that we have an edge in the special teams and in those the kicker and punter are a big part of that, but also the other 10 guys were thrown out there, you know, that are either covering, returning the ball, blocking. I mean, it's, it's a, it's really a unit that uh, whichever one of them are out there, we really have to gain that edge at that particular point in time. For sure. So then my other follow-up question, which you mentioned with the new cornerbacks coach is, you know, MSU has obviously been super successful. So the assistant coaches get job offers to other schools. How do you manage you know, getting new coaches and getting them bought into the program? That's a great question. I, I think, you know, as a head coach, I think you immediately think about guys you have worked with. Um, in some cases, guys that you have coached or been part of teams that have coached guys that have got into coaching. So, you know, the hires this year in, in bringing in um, Willie Mac Garza, he's a guy that I worked with on two different occasions. Um, I've known him since 2005, so felt really good about bringing Coach Garza in here. Um, Brian Shepard was a player for us at North Dakota State who had gotten into coaching, and I talked to him, you know, over the last couple of years about potential opportunities. So, you know, I think there's a trust factor there, and I, I think they have a sense for how you want to do things. And I think, you know, it's more seamless when I've been around them now on the uh, on the flip side nick john baptiste who we hired to coach our our d tackles i didn't know but he'd worked with uh justin Udy, um coach garza and him had some some common um colleagues i guess and you know you just i think in the hiring process you want to find good people mm -hmm. you know good people that uh i think will appreciate you know the opportunity here at montana state in bozeman all that it has to offer, um, not only on a Saturday game day, the excitement, but uh, just from a day-to-day -day perspective. So you do the best you can, and you certainly start with guys that you maybe know um, well, but then that's that that pool is, isn't infinite either, I guess. So, you know, I think we got a good product to sell, a good opportunity to sell for sure. Um, and, you know, you just do the best you can. For sure. Um, so how does the new 
facility that the Bobcats have there right at the stadium. How does that help with recruiting? Oh, it's been a great resource. I, you know, I, first of all, for our guys um, that are currently on the team day to day, it's, it's made their day to day lives so much more efficient, so much more comfortable, I guess. Um, so their ability, our guys to communicate that when they get, get, get a chance to interact with recruits is one thing, but I think for a recruit, for a young high school junior or senior to walk in and say, you know, as from a first impression uh, standpoint, boy, this, this program has it together. You know, mm-hmm. um, they have this, this wonderful facility that not only is, is nice and shiny, but it's so practical. You know, our guys, uh, you know, really have an opportunity to do most everything relative to football in this building. Um, and, and that's not the case everywhere, you know, right. it was well thought out. Um, we, we certainly appreciate all the people that supported this, uh, this project and, you know, my thanks to president Cruzado, Leon Costello in particular for being getting behind this and realizing this was going to be a real asset for us, not only right now, but for many years, uh, many years ahead. For sure. So that leads me to another question. You're just kind of throwing them right out for me. What does the support of president Cruzado mean to you in the program? Well, I think it's, uh, it's, it's terribly important that, your administration is aligned with your thoughts as a head coach. Um, you know, not that your president has to know the ins and outs necessarily of, of the game of football, but um, you sure hope that they understand that, you know, a sport like football as, as visible as it is, as important as it is in, in our state, um, you know, it means a lot to the university. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to, uh, to, bring people on campus and I think she gets that wholeheartedly um you know um, she's as big a fan as we have and and having her along on our a few of our trips was great uh you know we'll have a barbecue with her next week but you know she is um she's about our students our student athletes are a part of that student body and anything that can she can she can do to to help you know enhance their experience. Um, she's all for it. So, no, I've really appreciated, um, you know, my relationship with, with her, um, Leon's uh, relationship with her. And then my relationship with Leon, we are all definitely in line with where we want this program to go. And that doesn't happen everywhere for sure. That's awesome to see that you guys are so connected and it's, I think helped the university. So that's awesome for sure. So, um, you know, one thing is, the um, rodeo and band really help get the team going. So how native a atmosphere is it when those guys help you at the beginning of the game? Yeah. You know, part of college football is it's pageantry. It's um, you know, you play once a week, you, you know, in our case, we get to play at home six times. We're guaranteed that we got to play at home eight times last year, all told, but you're guaranteed those six opportunities. And, you know, with that small of a number, those oper- those 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 are events right you know and what uh what our run out means to our fans our players um it's hard to put into words and it's you know it's it's something that happens in the course of a couple minutes but the the energy that um our players get from from that uh that type of event, the energy that our, our, our players get from our fans, you know, it's, it's really hard to quantify, but I think we have as, as awesome a 
run out as, as anyone does in the college football, you know, and a lot of the thanks goes to the band, their formation, and certainly the, the, the rodeo team um, to have, you know, have that, I mean, that's real, right? Mm-hmm. Those horses coming out there. Um, you don't want to mess with mess <laughs> with that whole deal. I, I, my first time out there, I was trying to stay on cue with the music. The horses weren't quite in tune. And I think <laughs> a couple of the players looked at me like I was crazy. They they knew better than to get out in front of those things. But no, it's it's awesome. And, and it, it, it I think it really brings so many people into the mix to feel like they they have a piece of it, you know, mm-hmm. Um whether it's the band, our, our rodeo team, and our student body, that hey, we're having a real impact um, on our game day envir- environment, and ultimately the way the the game unfolds. That's awesome for sure. So, if you had a crystal ball to see the end of the year, who would be an offensive de- defensive player that the fans maybe don't know that you think will have a big impact on the team this year? Wow, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think on. I think on offense, hmm. I, I I know we're still a work in progress, but I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of high expectations for um, a guy like Kagan Williams, um, just because he's coming from San Diego, San Diego State, but he's an unknown, and, and right now, um, you know, I'll just I'll speak to him, seeing seeing him a couple of days, and really knowing that you know we're going to be without Isaiah for 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 some time now, and you know, I, I think we're, you know, I think that concerns a lot of people. It mm-hmm. concerns me, but, but having a, a guy like Kagan come in, I, I think really um, it balances that concern a little bit, you know? So I'm really, I'm really excited about what he can do. You know, I, I think on, on defense, um, you know, I'll speak to someone that people know Brody Greeby, um People know he was out there on third down. He made some plays. Um, You know, he's a high school basketball legend for sure in our state. But, um, you know, he's ready to make a significant jump, you know. And um, we anticipate, you know, the loss of Daniel Hardy and Amandre Williams is significant. But with a guy like Brody stepping in, you know, it's that also makes you feel a little bit uh, makes you rest easier, I guess. So. You know, those are two names that I think people that are on people's radar, but, um, you know, I think those two two guys are going to be really important. Their performance is going to be really important uh, as we go along this year. Well, that's awesome. And I hope the Bobcats have a great year. I know you have a meeting coming up here, so I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but it was great to have you on today, coach. And thank you so much and hope the Bobcats have another great year. Well, I sure appreciate it, Mitch. Uh, appreciate your time and your insight. And and obviously, I want to say go Cats. Go Cats. <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks.